Hey, Curtis, what do you got for us this week? Hey, Oz, this week we got For Your Consideration meets Miss Congeniality meets Fargo crossed <laughs> with a pinch of Orange is the New Black. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're watching 1999's Drop Dead Gorgeous. Just a pinch. <laughs> Just a pinch. So, welcome back, listeners and viewers, to another week of Let's Talk About Flicks, that podcast that you listen to, where we come up with a monthly theme and take turns bringing weekly entries to satisfy that theme. We got a uh, we new theme. Kick- we do a new, new theme month, for the new month. Theme. Month of July, we are kicking off Mockumentary Month, where we will be watching four movies that are created like documentaries but they are, of course are fictitious so they yes. are mockumentaries uh hence kicking off your pick this week uh drop dead gorgeous so uh i'm one of your hosts oz and i am curtis and we are here to talk about drop dead gorgeous but before we get there i would have throw out a shout out to patreon subscriber don s uh thank you don for your monthly support as always if you would like to support the show uh, and have access to many episodes, hear your name, scream from the rooftops. Uh, Heard by the... millions. <laughs> millions. Millions. Yeah, there are people that don't even realize what they're listening to. No. Uh, yeah. And we say heard by millions because we have like, um, we take turns. You if you, you probably, I know you remember, we're letting our listeners know that, mm-hmm. uh, we did purchase the car from um, the Blues Brothers that have the bullhorns. Yeah. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and we take turns driving it up and down busy city streets, just yep. blaring, yes, our, blaring our podcast. So even well, if you and, don't subscribe, you've heard us. Mm-hmm. Well, and I live half an hour away from, uh, from, uh, the, from Wakanda, Illinois, where mm-hmm. they actually film the beach sequence. Yes. Yes, as yeah, you were quite, re- familiar, quite familiar yeah. with that community as well. Yes, yes. We passed the Volo car museum all the time yeah (laughs) now now you do that what i do is i take transcripts of the of each episode and just stand on the corner (laughs) holding a a sign that says the end is nigh and i just put it on a yes you don't put it on a (laughs) scroll and start with a here ye here no 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 no, no. it's it's i have i have my the end is nigh sign and i just scream (laughs) transcripts of our show at people yeah it's end is nigh on one side and eat at Joe's on the other. <laughs> <laughs> well. All right. So, all right. Uh, drop what, dead what we, gorgeous. What do we got for characters? Yeah. Drop oh, we, uh, movies like this are, I feel, movies like this survive solely on the cast and yes. how well they play their characters. Uh, I feel mockumentaries, they don't, they don't contain a lot of action. There's not a lot of, you know. They're just no, yeah, based the, the, in, the plot, based the, in reality. Yes. Yeah. Just enough to string together the jokes. Uh, and so we've got uh, just kind of a basic premise here. We've, we've got a beauty pageant going on. Uh, and so many of our cast members are either member or going to be contestants in the beauty pageant or family members of the contestants. So we've got mm-hmm. Amber Atkins, played by Kirsten Dunst. Um as you get into the plot, I'll let you maybe elaborate a little bit more of what separates these girls from each other. Uh, and, sure. 
Ellen Barkin plays Annette Atkins, who is Amber's mother. Uh, and and trailer couple couple trailers down lives Loretta, played by Allison Jan. Two, two, two trailers down. Two trailers hey boys, down. Boys, give me a ride home. <laughs> she lived two trailers down. Right. <laughs> oh my god! This movie, Man, I'll, I'll, this, I'll completely. Yeah. Oh, I, I love those two. Those, oh, uh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Sorry. Uh, they're just, they're so good at this. Yeah. And so, you know, as, as you're, if, whether you've seen this a hundred times or your first time, you've got, you've got the other side of the spectrum of Amber Atkins. Yes. You've got Rebecca Ann Lehman, uh, played by Denise Richards, who is your, your, um, born with a silver spoon in her mouth, supposed to win beauty pageants her whole life type of persona. Uh, with her mother mm-hmm. played by Kirstie Alley, uh, Gladys Lehman, uh, who is a f- probably the same former beauty pageant winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, you know, that's, that's, that's our hierarchy. We have to do this. Um, you know, other, other cast members, and there's so many, I didn't even try to mention them all. Yeah. We've got Gladys's kind of right hand lady, Iris played by Mindy Sterling. We have a couple other beauty pageant contestants, uh, Lisa Swenson played by, the late Brittany Murphy, as well as Leslie Miller, played by Amy Adams, uh, in her f- feature film debut. Yeah, very uh, first IMDb entry. <laughs> stole the movie, in my opinion. Um, we have last year's Mount Rose beauty pageant winner, uh, Mary Johansson, played by Alexandra Holden. You may recognize her as Ross's college girlfriend from Friends. Uh, I had to look that up because I'm looking at this girl and I'm like, I know that face. I can't place it. And I looked it up and saw uh, who she was. And then uh, three more that kind of get bunched together. We've got, and I left the actors' names off. We've got two judges, yeah. John Doe and Harold Vilms. And then Harold Vilms's son, uh, played by Will Sasso. I was a little, I wasn't uh-huh. feeling the greatest yesterday when I was typing up this stuff. So, like, I've got things. I, I have John Doe, Harold Vilms, Will Sasso. Like, I didn't even put his character's name down. <laughs> he, was, he was just playing Will Sasso. Uh, I had yes. I, I had Amy Adams played by Leslie Miller. Like, that's just where I was. So, uh, there are a lot, <laughs> a lot more characters. There's a third judge that doesn't say a word. You've got Rebecca Ann Lehman's dad who owns a furniture store in town. Uh, you know, you've got so many other characters in the movie, but, uh, but you know, amongst different contestants as well, but that was really, I feel like the ones that got the the majority of the screen time or that were memorable and, and how you could go with it. So, all right, take us, take us down this fun filled, I won't call it an action (laughs) pack, but, uh, oh, this movie just, yes, go for it. So it it I think it, it's also important to note this movie was directed by Michael Patrick Jan, and and the the on was it like behind the fictional camera narrator is Tom Lennon, Tom, yes, the, Thomas yes. Lennon. So we we have two two people who you know co-founded the state who were you know co, you know founded Reno nine one one, and you see a lot of that style of humor. You know, like oh, yeah. Hot American Summer. You know, like these types of yeah. of shows and productions. So it the o- the only thing I'll add is probably a little different is I don't th- I don't think everybody in this cast could pull off improv. So I think there probably was quite a bit scripted yes. as opposed to like a, a Christopher Guest where 
you know, you just lay down the ba- the basis of a scene and then let mm-hmm. let your performers take over. So, yeah. but I'm with you. You know, I I'm definitely with you. I think there was probably more of a structure to this. Yes, script, I would agree. Uh, than than what we may be seeing in in future weeks this month. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I could see Denise Richards pulling off a. <laughs> oh, no. a no. Like here, here's where the scene begins and here's where it ends. However you get there is your choice. <laughs> right. Just get from A to Z, Kirstie yeah. Alley. And you're just you're met by a blank stare back. Yes. <laughs> I think I think young Kirsten Dunst probably could have held her own. Mm-hmm. I just I mean, I forgot how, she's just funny. Like yeah. I I mean she was great in Bring It On and which Bring It On, of course, you know, is not a document or a mockumentary, but it's it fall. I feel it falls in the same vein as this. I'll touch on a little bit later uh, in our three two ones. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, she was she was hilarious. I forgot yeah, how funny yeah. she is. Just the yeah, timing. Everybody is perfect. Is. I should say almost everybody is. Yeah, almost. Which, which I I'm sure will come back up later as well. Yes, this I think it not, will. Not without its flaws. <laughs> yes, well yeah. said. So we open <laughs> as far as the plot goes. We open on a small town, Mount Rose, Minnesota, kind of ev- every town USA kind of community. Every conservative um, town USA. Community. Yes, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and uh, and they're preparing for the the Sarah Rose Comics co- copyright of American <laughs> Teen Princess Pageant in Mount Rose. Yeah, so right. So we get a little a little bit a little bit from from Sarah Rose Cosmetics, you know, the company, the, the fictitious company that sponsors this this nationwide beauty pageant. Uh, we open on a on a commercial for it. It has like a like a seventies Isaac Hayes style kind of <laughs> yeah kind of funk music and this sort of like sexualized male voiceover. Sarah yeah. Rose knows you're a beautiful person. <laughs> Sarah Rose knows you're a teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. Sarah Rose Cosmetics helping teenagers be like pretty for fifty years yeah. or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and it's Adam Couldn't... West. Uh, pops in. Yeah, couldn't do it without us. <laughs> yeah, and so I get that really kind of gives the vibe for the movie right here, or you know, within those those first sixty seconds oh, yeah. or so. Uh, we we then jump into meeting the characters, uh, which mm-hmm. is what the bulk of the movie is. You just kind of pop around from character to character. Those little vignettes that they do. Um, yeah. we, we meet Gladys, to Kirstie Alley in a in a wonderful Minnesota accent talking to a handful of girls in a gym you know there help yourself to coffee and bar bars we need need bars (laughs) we're out of bars bars help yourself to coffee and bars (laughs) Uh, we meet mindy mindy sterling uh hot off uh off the uh the success of austin powers yes she was also in there in the late 90s as well um Gladys is talking to these girls who are uh, learning about the competition and deciding whether or not to participate. And seem really into it. <laughs> yeah, she's she's talking to the camera. She's railing against uh, the big, big city libbers who are against <laughs> old Paul. Uh, yeah, Minneapolis, who are Saint against Paul. pageants. You won't find a back room in our video stores. You you, you betcha, Iris. <laughs> Uh, she and Iris go to the Mall of America to pick up some outfits, and she parks in a disabled spot and right. tells Iris yeah. that if she sees a insert disabled slur coming, she'll yeah. move. Yeah. Which, again, one of the criticisms that this movie got from both yes. audiences and critics 
was how like I guess mean spirited was uh, like a, a word that I've seen in, in several reviews mm-hmm. that I read about it. Um, inappropriate is also a word that you could use. Uh, aspects of this movie have not aged well. This is definitely no. one of them. However, yes. it however it does do a job of letting you know some of these characters are just awful, awful people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It does For... that? Yes. I don't know if I'd say effectively, but right. it's yeah, it, it, it definitely lets you know a couple of these characters are terrible people. Um, but they're but but they're not though because they're good Christians. Yes, as they as like, they themselves will tell yes. you. Yeah, I'm a good Christian, but mm-hmm. so I don't I don't see the error of my ways. Yes, yeah. It's, as I, I even have in my notes, the film within those first few minutes is really really establishes very clearly that this is a stereotypical small rural Lutheran, yes, uh, c- conservative town, conservative in every aspect of that word. Yeah, we then meet the participants, Oz. Uh, the aforementioned Amy Adams. We get to meet her as Leslie. She's a cheerleader who has a very unhealthy relationship with her boyfriend. I'll say very affec- affectionate. Like <laughs> yeah. one word to use. <laughs> it looked healthy. Like yeah. they look like they got. They look like they exercised often. <laughs> uh-huh. Worked up quite a sweat. It's a very healthy relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we meet Kirsten Dunst as Amber. Uh, a, a very uh, a poor blue collar lives with her alcoholic mother in a trailer park. Wants to be <laughs> Diane Sawyer, Oz. Yeah, and she's a very dancer. That's the yeah second most important woman in her life. <laughs> Diane, yeah, Diane Sawyer. Sawyer. <laughs> she uh, she uh, works at a funeral home when she's not attending high school. Does hair and makeup on the deceased, and she practices mm-hmm. her tap routine while doing so. <laughs> yeah, when she's not clearing lunch trays. Yes. So, so like she she goes to a high school that employs a student to clear lunch trays during her lunch. Yep. <laughs> like, okay. Yep, you gonna eat lunch today, Amber? No, <laughs> I gotta work. Uh, let's let's shame the poor, which apparently it's right. This this town has no problem with. Is she so poor that her public high school has a work study program? Like, exactly. Had <laughs> <laughs> to complete the FAFSA when she was fourteen right. to do that. Yeah, you have to. Got to work during your key period at our public high school. <laughs> FAFSA joke. <laughs> <laughs> our uh, listeners wait, love yeah. a good FAFSA joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no joke that rings as true as federal financial aid. Uh, we go, we hop back to Gladys. You could tell I'm a school counselor. We hop back to Gladys, who reveals that when she was 17, she was also the wiener. Uh, and that her, her, <laughs> her daughter, Rebecca. Becky Ann Lehman is participating this year. It's her it's her year to shine. Rebecca wears a cross necklace. Oz. She practices uh, at the Lutheran Sisterhood Gun Club. Yeah. Mom. Yep. Mom gave her a gun, and when and uh, the card that she gave her with the gun on the inside it says Jesus loves winners. It's, it's in the Bible. <laughs> it's it's in there. Uh, we meet uh, Lisa, played by Brittany Murphy. Uh, she she wants to go to New York. She loves show tunes, and her brother, right. it is heavy he- heavily implied, is a successful drag queen, uh, yeah. which her parent her parents don't know about. Right, not yet, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> uh, we meet a couple of the other characters. I'll buzz through them really quick because they're yeah. they're more inconsequential. We yeah, have they te- don't matter. 
We have a we have Tess, who's a very big dog lover, has pictures of dogs everywhere in her house. We She's have got a great talent too. I love her talent. Yep. I'm not going to go too far into this one. Uh, we have Molly, who is a white girl uh, who was adopted by an Eastern Asian couple. Oh yeah, another yep. yeah, mm, yeah. Mm, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then and then takes pride in her you know, Asian American heritage later. <laughs> yes, yes, she identifies as Asian American. So they also yeah. have, a, have a biological daughter who they pretty much ignore. Yeah. Uh, enough about Molly. We have Michelle, who's a dark theater girl, wants to be an actor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> Soylent Green. Yeah, yeah. Her talent is reciting Soylent Green. We have Janelle, who wants to... Uh, do an interpretive dance using American Sign Language, despite the fact that she's not deaf. Uh, and then we have Tammy, who's the uh, who's the athlete, successful yeah. in school, well she's spoken. The winner. Yeah, she signed up for the pageant to try to expose herself to scholarships. Uh, she is the president of the Gun Club. She actually won that title against Becky Ann. Yeah. Cut to uh, Tammy riding on her tractor at the family farm, which then <laughs> explodes, killing her. <laughs> Just. Yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah, we're we're ten minutes into the movie. Yeah. yeah, we're ten minutes into the movie. Tammy's dead. Yeah, she's dead. She was riding her tractor, giving her voiceover about who she is and and kind of how successful she is. And she mentions that she beat out Becky Ann to be president of the gun yeah. club. And boom, the documentary crews like filming her just riding over a hill. She's mm-hmm. waving, and then her thrasher explodes. Yeah. And we cu- we go back to the funeral home where Amber is, is preparing her for, yeah, you know, for her funeral. Uh, we also meet Mary Johansson, the reigning Mount Rose <laughs> pageant winner. Uh, without I, more I, detail, I, Mary I, Johansson. I, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if Lloyd Kaufman had a ghostwriting credit on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just this I movie just goes feel, places. Yeah, I just feel like they go like trauma level deep. Of like, hey, if we're going to be despicable, let's just go all the yeah. way. Um, and they do in yeah, this. This they movie go, pulls no punches. They know they're going to be they, it, offensive. <laughs> and so they're like, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. And instead of and instead of doing it with like, you know, Z-level nobodies in a trauma film, you're pulling Kirsten Dunst, Kirstie Alley, Ellen Barkett. You know, like, you've got yeah. like big time up and comers, big time, you know, mm-hmm. like you've got... A star-studded cast here. Uh, yeah, and several you know, of which were already established. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, we'll say and do whatever you want us to. Oh, yeah. So we have Mary Johansson, the reigning Mount Rose pageant winner, who was hospitalized in the hospital's eating disorder wing, which is just down the hall from the from the burn <laughs> ward. For the burn ward, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Rebecca comes in as Amber's doing Mary's uh, Mary's hair and makeup, and Rebecca knows that the camera crew is there and brings Mary a box of chocolates, despite <laughs> despite right the eating Mary's disorder. condition. Yes, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber reveals she wants to get out of town. She wants to go into journalism again. The aforementioned Diane mm-hmm. Sawyer. Yep. Uh, the, bo- the boys get out of Mount Rose all the time, mostly for hockey and prison. But right. you know, right. this isn't this is an opportunity. <laughs> Um, then, you can't then all we be so to, lucky. Then we get to meet who, in my opinion, are the the characters, actors who steal the show. We, we meet Ellen Barkins, Annette uh, yes. Atkins, Amber's mom. 
they're uh, they're doing a bit an uh, interview with Amber in a room, and and Annette walks in and sees the camera crew and gives her daughter some advice. <laughs> yeah, you know, make sure you get the money first before you take off your top. <laughs> it's like she tells she's me a, that's she's, that's yeah. experience, life experience. She's a very loving mother too. Yes, she is. They actually is. have a, a good relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you, her mother, I mean, but but it, and it's and it's you chalk it all up to Ellen Barkin's performance too, because even yeah. when when Amber's you know discussing you know the two most important people in my life are my mom and Diane Sawyer, and and then she just keeps talking about Diane Sawyer, you almost feel like. She threw mom in there because she's supposed to. Hmm. And then we meet mom and she gives that little piece of worldly advice. <laughs> and, and we think, well, she's living up to being an awful mother. But she's yeah. not. She's not. She's She cares very much about her daughter and her yeah, success. Yeah, she does. Like, she's an alcoholic, which you could tell has probably been a thing between the two of them. Yeah. But uh, other than that obvious, you know, fault, they they have a loving relationship. And, you know, throw Loretta in there. I mean, and Loretta cares very <laughs> deeply about the two of them. Yes. Yes, she does. <laughs> when your boys want to give me a ride home? <laughs> she lives two doors down. <laughs> just uh, staring straight into yeah. the camera when she says it. I yeah, yeah just, 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 just with a, you know, you, <laughs> like, you know what, eating like, grin on her yeah, face. I, I don't even care which one. Just Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we momentarily meet... Uh, Rebecca and Gladys home, the Lehman home. We yeah. meet the dad there, who is also clearly a drunk. He, uh, you learn that he owns the local furniture store, so that's where their money comes from. Um, <laughs> and he's also a terrible person as well. Oh, he's awful. yeah. He 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 use some uses some language, uh, racist yep. and anti-Semitic language. Uh, so yeah, quite often. Get, yes. Doesn't yeah, that, like doesn't, it's uh, yeah. and, and that's just it. Is the the awful people in this movie? throw i mean the words are part of their vocabulary it isn't yeah. it isn't i'm gonna pull it out of my pocket to offend you it's just part of how i talk this yeah this is who they are they're right. not doing it for shock value that's that's their worldview and that's their value yeah. system and it's it's terrible but they don't yeah. know that they don't realize no. that no because if you want to try to confront them on it they they yeah yeah then there's something wrong with you because I'm a good person. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. I said so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and I know many people like that. Oh, friends. yes. Yeah. Uh, we then meet the judges. I'm spending a little bit more time on the characters here at the beginning, just because the plot's pretty thin, and I feel like, as yeah, you mentioned before, yeah, it really is. The, the characters are, the, is what really makes the movie. Uh, we then right. meet the judges... Uh, we, we start Which, with, the, with yeah. the pharmacist. <laughs> yeah, we we haven't gone creepy yet, but don't worry, we're there now. <laughs> yeah, without going into detail, this pharmacist has his own motives for being a judge in a pageant with teenage girls. Yeah, and but don't worry, make... he's he's not into that thing. No, he's not into that. <laughs> why why would he be? Why does he carry a camera in his? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we uh, we meet another one of the judge the the judges you mentioned before who never talks who is actually the screenwriter. Yes, uh, I did see that. And former pageant contestant. Yes, so she can talk from actual experience. Um, yeah, she, just very, uh, using this word, descriptively conservative woman. Um, yes. And, and her dress and mannerisms. And, and she, you know, and she, she works, yeah. And she works for Becky and Lehman's dad. <laughs> yes. So there's, so that, uh, that's the connection. Yeah, there's, there's no, there's no influence on this pageant at no. all. 
No, no, no ethical wrongs there yeah. at all. When when the host of the pageant is a contestant's mother, and the sponsor of the pageant is a contestant's dad, and the yeah. judge of a pageant is a contestant's dad's employee, like no, mm-hmm. it's. <laughs> then we meet the last judge, uh, who yeah. owns owns the local f- hardware store and has a son played by Will Sasso with a developmental disability. Uh, yeah, very yeah yeah. As much as I enjoy parts of this movie, yeah, you could you could pretty much edit out everything that has to do right. with that character, and the movie would retain its its value and lose this incredibly problematic element. Yes, and uh, and and the sad part is is that that character I feel is in there specifically because there. There are there's a lot of humor in this movie mm. that that people who think that character is funny are not going to get the majority yeah. of the humor. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it's a it's a you know covering all our bases kind of a you know if we put in if we put in this developmental you know dis, this disabled mm-hmm. character uh, and we chalk up all of the awful stereotypes we could throw in there and make him funny, yeah. uh, then he'll get laughs. So if some of these little one-liners fall flat for some people, well, they'll, they'll worry. They'll laugh at Will Sasso. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's things like, you know, there's a, a sequence where he, he runs into a, into a, like a glass window and bounces off. Yeah. Right. Or like, like the overalls get caught in the car door. Like those yeah. are things that, you know, in isolation, you could find funny, but when you put them in the oh, context yeah. of some, like, of the joke is he has a developmental disability, therefore, right. he, he's not, that's where it gets mean, and that's where it gets wrong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. These are all things, and, yeah. and coincidentally so, ironically so, these are all things that the Three Stooges would do, mm-hmm. and they're funny when the Three Stooges do them. And ironically, Will Sasso was in the Three Stooges movie, yeah. so, but, but it's like, but no, if we make him, you know, if we make him mentally disabled... Well, then they're not funny. Yeah, then it's unless mean. unless you are a mean person, mm-hmm. like many of the characters in this movie. Yeah, then just un- unnecessary. You know, as an audience member, you're now laughing at them. Oh, just it is. It's unnecessary and yeah. hurtful. Um, and that is not the type of comedy we chose for this mockumentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just happens to be there, and so that for that, uh, yeah. So, uh, as we move forward in the plot, uh, as, as said before, Amber works in the school cafeteria. Uh, the captain of the football team uh, is getting his food, and he go, he kind of blows off Becky Ann, her, her attempts to woo him, so he oh. can go hit on Amber, and he's dead. Yeah. C- cut Next to him. Day. Cut to him at the funeral home with a bullet between his eyes, hunting accident eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she didn't even know he was there until she whips the... Because they were gonna like do something that night or something, yeah. you know. Yeah, he asked her out. Yeah, she uh, pulls back the sheet, and yeah, he's dead. Yep. <laughs> so we we meet. Uh, I'm, I'm chuckling because as I look over at my notes and I see Loretta. So that's when <laughs> uh, when we when we meet Loretta, played by Allison Janney. Uh, she sees the camera crew and immediately cozies up to him. So they're back at uh, at Amber's yeah. trailer, and she asks Annette if they're on cops again. <laughs> apparently this town gets visited by by the TV produ- production for cops a lot <laughs> um let's see at 
at the funeral home. Yeah, so we got we got the football player. Uh, Amber reveals that uh, she uh, got a threatening picture in her locker. Yeah. So something. You're, you're next. Yep. Yeah, picture of Tammy with your next on the back of it. Uh, and then we, we're Amber's back at the funeral home, and they get a frantic call. There was an accident at the trailer park, and it turns out that Amber's trailer blew up. Yeah. Yeah, Amber was, she got called into work. Yeah. Because the film crew shows up at her house looking for her, and she's, oh, she got called down to, I can't remember what her mom referred to. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> some, Just some, some kind, yeah. yeah. Just real insensitive <laughs> comment about the yeah. funeral home. Um, and, uh, so yeah, she was supposed to be home and got called mm-hmm. out because of the boy getting shot between the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, accidentally. So, yeah. So Annette was home and got caught in the explosion. She was able to save her, her words. She was able to save, uh, Amber's tap shoes by shoving them in her panties. Um, <laughs> but also in the carnage, she was at the time she was drinking a Miller High Life. <laughs> and her her Lee press on nails melted yeah. into the the can, thus fusing <laughs> the can to her hand. <laughs> Ru- ruined a, ruined a new set of Lee press ons. Yep. So she's yeah, hospitalized. So she's, she's forever like clutching a beer can now. It's like melted. Like <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, she's like Mr. Roboto. Yeah. So Amber's talking to Loretta at the hospital and she tells Loretta she's going to quit and Loretta guilt trips her. Um, she goes to talk to her mom. Her mom hits her in the head with the, with the beer can. <laughs> it's fused to her hand. And they end up talking Amber into staying. So she's going to stay at the contest, Oz. I don't know if you're you know, serious and, if it's a concussion talking, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Amber even reveals a little bit about her, her father. You know, he picked his... He picked his career over family. <laughs> right. Once like a carny, says. always a carny. <laughs> <laughs> she she still cries every time she sees a tilt a whirl. <laughs> uh, and then we we cut we, we basically cut to the pageant, like the pre pageant, the pageant, and uh, there's uh, some interviews they do with the girls beforehand. And when it gets Amber's turn, like the other girls, kind of get like softball pageanty type questions oh, from yeah. the judges. And it's, when it's Amber's turn, she has her own special set of questions. Name all 50 states. Name and spell all 50 states in alphabetical order. Right. Which she, she then nails. just like, are, are you... Yeah. yeah. And, and like three and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's ready. Amber's in. She's ready to win yeah. this. Despite the fact that the, the cards are stacked against her, Oz. Uh, and then the pageant begins. You know, uh, of course, Gladys is the MC for it. Yeah. You know, She's, you know, she says off, or, you know, on, on camera, off stage, you know, it's sad. Every one of these girls, except one, is going to walk away a loser. <laughs> so, that's, that's as, much as, as, pers- as, as much as I don't like Kirstie Alley, she really did nail this role. She did. Yes. Yeah. You got to, give, I guess, give credit where credit's due as far as the yeah. performance goes. Yeah. Although, I wouldn't be surprised if this was probably more accurate a presentation than some, some of the other characters played. Well, I, I read in one of the trivia, I can't remember if it was IMDb or Wikipedia or whatever, that uh, she gave the production crew kind of a hard time because they they uh, they wanted her to, to try on some like some costumes. Yeah, costume it was IMDb. Department. I, I and, think and I she, read this. And she insisted that they get sent to like the like the Scientology Celebrity Center yeah. or something. Yeah. Something yeah. wacky like that. So, ugh. 
Yeah, she yeah, wasn't going to try him on for him there. Send him to the Scientology church. We'll do it there. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Yeah, exactly. So the pageant's about to begin. Uh, Loretta and Annette show up. Loretta's got a cheetah print tube top on, and you know, and, and, and you know, Annette's there in her wheelchair, and you got her IV hanging, and she's hopped she's, up on pain meds. Yeah. She tra- oh yeah. Tried to, ju- tried to jump out of the truck on the way there. Good thing for the bun- <laughs> good thing for the bungee cords, though. <laughs> oh man. So uh, yeah, after the opening number. Uh, the Amber accuses Becky of stealing her tap outfit, and they get in a big fight backstage. So there's, you know, Amber's onto this. She knows that yet that things yeah. are, you know, something's out to get her, and she thinks it's Becky. And I'll be, and probably for good reason. Yeah, well. I, yeah, you know, everything she's experienced. Yeah. Uh, well, they uh, they bring out Mary, last year's winner, who <laughs> does her rendition of. <laughs> her lip sync ta- of Don't yeah, Cry her, Out Loud. Her, yeah, her talent is lip syncing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, why not? Why, why not? Yep. Millie uh, Vanilli won a Grammy doing it. They did. That, that's You're not wrong. <laughs> Gladys continues to, to basically make the event about herself, constantly talking about herself and her past. And yeah. Everyone likes my dress, right? Uh, the girls do a num uh, a dance a collective dance number with freshly painted step stools, which uh, has some oh, great yeah. set gags involved. It did that 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 was funny because yeah. it was like one of the rare times. <coughs> excuse me, one of the rare times in the movie where all the contestants seemed on board with each other. Mm-hmm. Like when they all picked up, they're like, "Don't forget your step stools." And even Becky's like, "It's still wet." Like they all. Like we're just <laughs> put off by the wet paint on the on the step ladders, yep. and then went out and did it anyway. So that was kind of cool to see that there was a brief <laughs> moment where they all were frustrated with the same thing. Yes, <laughs> just to paint the paint the picture literally for our, uh, our <laughs> right. listeners here. The girls are all in white shorts, oh yeah, kind of bright red shirts, and these these little like two step step stools that are they're they're prop for dancing. Uh, has fresh blue paint, bright blue paint yes, on top of it. Yes, yes. And several of so the they, choreographed moves invo- involve them sitting on it or putting their hands on it and then immediately putting their hands on their white shorts. Yeah, or, or straddling or it, it. Or, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Judge John Doe is about to lose it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Elkant. Yes. Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> um, they... Uh, it's it's basically just fast forwarding here. It's time for for Amber to to do a routine, and she can't because she doesn't have her pre approved outfit. Right. Yeah. The uh, the dance choreographer lets her use use her. She brought kind of a backup, but even that, it wasn't pre approved. And so uh, was it Lisa? I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Br- the Brittany yeah. Murphy character lets her use her outfit because <laughs> she drops out of the pageant halfway yeah. through the pageant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, was, I'm not gonna win. I quit. Whatever. Yeah, but it was sweet of her to do it, and you oh, very that, much so. Yeah, the, the Lisa character, who I think resembled Brittany Murphy in a lot of ways, was was very I think so genuine too. and had a lot of like the Brittany Murphy isms, like kind of exaggerated laughter. And yes, just like giggly like high, and yes, yeah. but but genuine and like welcoming at the same time. So yeah. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like like the annoying like ha ha ha. You know. Yeah. Somebody who's still engaging, but but pulls that off. Yeah, um, yeah. Brittany Murphy doesn't have a big part in this movie, but you know, every time she's on screen, she she steals that scene. Oh, absolutely. She is. She's just. She's, you know, 
she just she seems most at peace with who she is mm-hmm. she's yeah. just like like her hero is her brother you know and yeah. i'm just hey i'm not gonna win this whatever you know my my costume's been approved you can have it she can't tell you no yeah she she doesn't need to win like she doesn't right like like she knows she's gonna be fine and yeah and, she, and i think in her own way this isn't um, this isn't explicit, but I think she knows that like this winning this would probably do more for Amber than for her. Oh it yeah, would mean, mean more to Amber than it would mean more to her, and so she right. she she does the right thing, and she she gives Amber her outfit, and Amber goes out and gives her tap performance and gets a standing ovation from the crowd. E- even uh, even Mister Lehman stands up <laughs> exactly. Like, yep, yep. He's, mm-hmm. yep, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't top Becky Ann's though. <laughs> yep yep <laughs> becky who actually performed oh before amber back at my notes here but whatever again it doesn't really matter um she comes out and starts singing mm-hmm. a, a a very poorly performed version of can't take my eyes off of you yeah, it's awful <laughs> in reference Which is to what, jesus yeah yeah <laughs> and she then brings out a prop folks and that prop yeah. is the cross Jesus With on the cross. Jesus on it. So she ends yeah. up singing and dancing quite literally with Jesus. Yes. Because his, his hands are Velcroed. He's like made of pillow. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. So she just unvelcros his hands and wraps them around her neck as they dance around the stage with Jesus on the cross. Well, and it's, you know, it. and we didn't get into this earlier in the, the plot description as well, but like she's very scripted. You know, just ev- oh, everything yeah. she does is very scripted and very performative. Yeah. And, you know, she's playing to her audience. She knows the town yeah. she lives in. She, she knows the, she the biases is, and stereotypes yeah. these people have. She is a stereotypical pageant girl, future yeah. politician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she knows how to read the room, and I'm sure Gladys had a lot to do with it as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she has no personality. Oh. Her personality is whatever she needs it to be at that moment. Yeah, is is everything is performative to her. Uh, then we cut to the winners. Uh, the, <laughs> I love this. Uh, this the second runner up get, gets a fifty dollars scholarship to the Votech school of her choice. <laughs> it's, it's not just a fifty dollars scholarship; it has to be to a no. Votech school, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it goes to Leslie, Amy Adams, yeah. cheerleader. She's so excited. <laughs> and she thinks she wins second place. I got second place. He goes second. I got second place. You you went third. Yeah. (laughs) Go muskies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And the first runner-up gets a seventy-five dollars scholarship, and that goes to Amber Atkins. So Becky is crowned the winner. She gets a five hundred dollars scholarship, courtesy of Lehman Furniture, and the chance to go perform at State Oz. I got I got this vibe when Gladys read that. Of course, they never showed it, and it doesn't need to be shown. But I got the vibe when Gladys read, like second place. Like she just she seemed very irritated that Amber's name was being called, mm-hmm. and I almost got the vibe that Becky Ann Lehman's name was on that tag. Yeah, and that's why she grimaced and then said Amber Atkins' name anyway. Mm-hmm. Knowing that no one else is gonna, you know, who's gonna call her out? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, it was a weird delivery because you would have thought she would have been more excited to see Amber Atkins win second, knowing she didn't win first. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was, I'm like, oh, I bet she read the wrong name. 
on purpose. Uh, but well, yeah, she never was... she never did get the winner envelope open. No, she didn't. She goes. No, she, <laughs> she... And, and my my it's my daughter. It's my daughter. <laughs> she Becky, wins. Mickey Lehman. She's a wiener. She's a wiener. Oh God, have some bars. <laughs> Gladys then yanks the sash and crown off of poor Mary in her wheelchair. There. <laughs> oh, she's so happy, Mary. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, the following day, there's a parade. Now, Lester again uh, indicates where they had the float made. It was not in the, in America, and he no. says some more incredibly racist things. Incredibly racist Ugh. things again. Yes. Further, further driving home how terrible of a person he is. Even Becky hands uh, about the float. She goes, it "Smells like gasoline." <laughs> just use the special paint. Just, just stand right. there. <laughs> right. And also, there's also a quick moment between Becky and Gladys. You can tell that they have an adversarial relationship. Oh yeah. I yeah. think Becky, Becky, I think gets it enough. She knows what her mom is. I, that's yeah. I, I think that she's. I'm not saying that Becky is the brightest bulb because, again, she's still very performative. But like, yeah, she she gets it. Yeah, I think I, I mean, some of that may just be the you know 17 year old daughter sure. of any parent, you know, where it's like just embarrassed by their parents and yeah. everything in the pageant the night before was embarrassing out of Gladys, just showboating and you know mm-hmm. making it all about her. So with that, even though she won, I could see Becky just being, oh, my mom's awful. Um, well, I think she know. recognizes how how awful oh, yeah. her mom is, and she recognizes how competitive her mom is, and yeah. how to to Gladys, it's it's about Gladys. It's not about Becky. Yeah. Becky's win is right. for Gladys. Yeah, it, 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 Becky's win elevates Gladys's status. Yeah, which of course makes in in some ways makes Becky just like Gladys because mm-hmm. now she because I mean she's she's always pining to be the best because yeah. that's how she's been raised. You have to be the best. Yeah, you're a winner. Everybody else yeah. is losers. Jesus likes winners. Jesus likes winners. <laughs> so uh, Amber and Leslie are on a, a float behind this winning, the winning float. This uh, giant, which is a swan. Giant, giant swan. Giant <laughs> swan. Yeah, giant swan. Um, it, it There's a pyrotechnic aspect to it. And so uh, Gladys lights it and there's a conversation kind of, the camera's kind of behind Amber and Leslie pointed forward at the big swan. And as, a giant. As, as, yeah, as as Leslie's telling Amber, if if I die, make sure to cover the hickeys on my neck, and the one here, and the <laughs> and, one here, and the bite mark on my ears, and, right, yeah. <laughs> and the and one then, on my thigh, and yeah, and then as uh, what happens as they're as they're talking to each other, um, the swan just blows up with <laughs> Becky Ann at the top, like uh-huh. <laughs> just. The end. Like yeah, that's it just, the end boom, of Becky Lehman. Yeah. Kinda like Tammy earlier. Yeah. The tractor just explodes out of nowhere. This time this explodes and it's fully on camera. Yeah. So uh, you know, Gl- Gladys is hysterical. You know, the her daughter was just blown up in this tragic accident. The swan ate my baby. <laughs> the second thing she says though is we gotta go to state. <laughs> right. Becky, like get up! We gotta go to state. She's delirious. Yeah, and her true motivations come out. She just starts screaming at the crowd. She just lays in and calls them all losers. Calls Amber trailer trash. She says she should have killed her when she had the chance. She fully admits to killing Tammy. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. 
And so, yeah, she's arrested. She just owns all of this right there. Uh, at the funeral, I- Iris, who is now assumed... Um, yeah, the lead. Yeah, the, she's the yeah, head. The, the lead in the organization, the local chapter, gives Amber Becky's burn tiara, and she's going to state. <laughs> At the funeral, like yeah, at, yeah, at the they, funeral, they, yeah, they crown her Miss Mount Rose at the funeral of mm-hmm. the deceased Miss Mount Rose. Like. <laughs> we get some more, some more great Loretta moments here in the next couple oh, yeah. sequences as they're preparing to go. So of of course, you know, um, Annette can't go because she's still hospitalized. Every time we see um, her, she has less and less of her hand as well. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so at, at home, you know, they're. Loretta is kind of prepping with Amber and a delivery man drops off the the instructions for for the next step and Loretta totally grabs the rear end of the delivery man. (laughs) And for state, they're going to be at the airport. Hojo! (laughs) (laughs) So that's big news then. Right by the airport! (laughs) (laughs) They're both so excited. So we we fast forward a little bit. We're We're at state at the airport Hojo. Uh, Nora Dunn is is playing one of the <laughs> one of the state state hosts. Um, pretty much all about her margarita, and that's it. Oh yeah, <laughs> we she's get another great so good. scene. With... Oh yeah, Loretta's flirting with this young bartender, just throwing olives in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, there's a little bit of the you know performancey stuff and prepping and all wetter. And then uh, everybody stops and has a meal, Oz. Yeah, and they had some some special shellfish brought in. All you can Uh, eat Amber, while they're eating, yep, Amber indicates that you know her mom told her you you never eat anything that carries its home around with it. (laughs) Right, that's true. You never know when the last time it was cleaned. (laughs) So she's the only contestant. Wisdom. Yeah. So (laughs) you can't say she's wrong though. (laughs) No, you can't. Yeah, uh, and and so Amber's the only contestant who doesn't eat the shellfish and who eventually doesn't become violently ill. <laughs> <laughs> I love the the little little uh, the little sequence where they're showing it uh, like the the newsreel perspective of this. So it's like uh-huh. you're watching the, the film covering it and they're just showing on the on the local news these girls just just throwing up. Everywhere. Oh yeah, all over the place. <laughs> it's As like, the cameraman stand- says, millions of them. <laughs> Yeah, millions of girls. Is it stand, is it stand by me, where where everybody's puking at one point? Yeah, what yeah. Movie is it? Oh yeah, it's yeah. stand it's, by it, me. It, it, it's right when it's when he's yeah. it's when he's telling the story of uh, uh, Ho, like Lard Butt Hogan in the pie eating contest, but he That's like right. ate ate raw eggs and castor oil beforehand just so that he could projectile vomit into the crowd, <laughs> and then it just everybody's doing it. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Will Wheaton's telling that story to the boys. It, it was yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, so we, uh, so she's moving on to nationals because she's the only yeah. one who's literally <laughs> left standing <laughs> by default. <laughs> yeah, she wins. Um, fast forwarding a little bit, uh, we get a little sequence of Gladys in prison. She hasn't learned anything. She's no. she's she's cast vengeance out on everyone. Uh, Annette now has a hook for her hand. <laughs> they show her practicing opening a beer by. She's trying to try to pull the tab with it, and, and she just gives up and just stabs the beer can just, just with the hook. Shotguns it, yeah, yeah, and then just and like you know maybe a, a fifth of it ends up in the cup, and then she just looks up all proud. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> so proud of herself. She's making progress, Oz. It cracked me up too at the uh, at the state competition when um, 
when uh, Amber Atkins shows up and it's clearly way in over her head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, everybody else there is just gorgeous and well-dressed. I mean, they look like state pageant contestants. Yeah. And then there's Amber in, like, her, you know, trailer park t-shirt or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And she just looks way out of her element. You catch her at one point, like, staring at the chest of another contestant just yeah. because she looks like a woman compared yeah. to... And um, and then of course, like you said, she wins because everyone else enjoyed <laughs> the lobster and crab. <laughs> everyone else is faced out in their own vomit. Yeah, uh, and including that's like... including a cameraman. Yeah, yeah, that's right. One of the cameramen as well. <laughs> show him take take it off on a stretcher. It's a fun little scene too when, when the cops show up to take Gladys away, and like yeah. we we see our documentary crew and then a cops documentary yeah. crew, and they all know each other. <laughs> Yeah, that's during during the epilogue. Gladys breaks out. Oh, of that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And she she holds herself up and uh, yeah, and and uh, we'll come. Yeah, so yeah, she holds herself up and and with a with a rifle and she's she's trying to get Amber and she wings a reporter and Amber ends up getting into journalism because uh, she <laughs> yeah. picks up. This this reporter gets winged with a bullet, and Amber picks up the microphone and is poised and confident, and continues reporting right there. It's like Diane Sawyer, yeah, just like Diane Sawyer. So uh, it turns out that uh, the nationals don't happen because as the bus full of girls <laughs> arrives at at the Sarah Rose headquarters in Alabama, which is like ninety stories tall, <laughs> it's massive. <laughs> They've. Uh, they were they were seized by the IRS for tax evasion, so it doesn't even happen after all. And all the other girls riot, destroy everything, and Amber just gets back on the bus. It's and like they didn't know beforehand. Like, yeah. oh well. And then there's the, there's a little epilogue sequences, and turns out it, it ends with Amber as the lead anchor at a on a network news in Minneapolis, on her yeah. way to becoming Diane Sawyer. Yep. And before that folks she becomes, is... before she becomes Veronica Corningstone. <laughs> <laughs> and that folks is 1999's Drop Dead Gorgeous, a hilarious if uneven oh, film. Yes. It's one of those odds where um ah, you know, I'm sure this is going to come up in our 321s. We'll save it for that. Mm-hmm. All right. So at this point in the episode folks, uh, we give our own unique rating to the film we've been watching and talking about. Oz, how would you rate Drop Dead Gorgeous? Oh, uh, I would give Drop Dead Gorgeous um, seven contestants in the Mount Rose. <laughs> the only, <laughs> only reason there's seven is because, well, Tammy got blown up. So, <laughs> <laughs> so seven contestants in the Mount Rose Miss whatever pageant. Yes, I'm gonna give you? I'm gonna give Drop Dead Gorgeous eight plates of bars. <laughs> Byers. <laughs> Byers. <laughs> to go with your Ludafisk. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, though, because I, I read in the trivia, I'm sure you did too, that uh, they did like pretty extensive research of what small town Minnesota life was like so they could throw yeah. that stuff in there. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, jello salads guys. and jello right. salads and casseroles and, and yeah. bars. Bars. Just, you know, just the vernacular of certain things yeah. and keeping it. Watch well, out. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, bet you betcha. 
<laughs> All right. And next up, we have Outside Insight, where Oz and I each bring a non-professional, or some might say unprofessional, uh, take uh, yeah. take some someone someone's review that they posted to some uh, some forum on the interwebs. Oz, what is your Outside Insight? <laughs> Like I mentioned pre-show, mine reads more like someone's Facebook post. Uh, Crystal G from Rotten Tomatoes gives it five <laughs> stars and says, This is so funny. Peggy Everett has to see this. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if she's trying to tag Peggy Everett or... <laughs> I, um, I, I did a Google search for Peggy Everett and there's no... There was there's some like artist like a she paints or something, but there's no there, there's nothing that I saw show up in a quick Google search that let me know who Peggy Everett may be. Uh, <laughs> so you you've, so, you've been I, I'm sure you've been just left speculating this, about this mystery. Uh, so Peggy, if you're listening and you haven't seen this <laughs> I'm movie, sure, I'm you, sure she is. You uh you need to you need to go see Drop Dead Gorgeous. <laughs> Crystal G, your friend on Rotten Tomatoes, says says you must. It's five stars. Crystal's looking out for you. Yeah, how, how about you? Oh, I pulled two that are both so great for, for different reasons. Um, I'll start with uh, with Miranda727. I don't know okay. if she's a, she's a pilot or what. <laughs> if you she's want, an if, airplane. If you want to <laughs> migraine, see this awful, awful movie. This was possibly one of the worst films I've ever seen. I left the theater with a splitting headache. <laughs> the movie was not funny, and the cast was awful, except for the young girl who giggled all the time, in all caps. Aside from her, I cannot believe that these Hollywood actors belittled themselves and took on such stupid roles. S stupid is not the word, <laughs> despite the fact that she just it. <laughs> I felt as if I were watching a bad, bad, bad student film. The acting, oh. again, was awful, was awful, awful, awful. <laughs> I do not know how this movie got distribution. Oh well. <laughs> well before you share one, your next one. Let me share. Let uh -huh. me share the one I just replaced. This yes. is a one-star review from Robin M on Rotten Tomatoes. Could have been something great, but instead, it's another movie proving how dumb, vain, and superficial Americans really are. The only good part: Amy Adams before her claim to fame. Forget Kirsten Dunst. She's a thing of the past. <laughs> Just forget her. The whole point of this movie is why this person said they didn't like it. Vain Americans. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, I know. I read this. Americans. We, yes. we love beauty pageants. That's that's our thing. I know. I read this too, and I'm like, this reads like somebody who probably would have been like like a like a Gladys Lehman. Yeah. You know, the same people, oh, man, these beauty pageants. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, Trump 2020. I'm like, you mean the guy who owned beauty pageants? Like, yeah. That guy? Yeah. <laughs> and who, who would walk who would walk into dressing rooms unannounced? But Right, because he owned the pageant. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. So that was my other one. If you're going to share two, I might <laughs> sure, as well. Sure, why not? Why not? I'll, I'll do my, this one. This one's shorter. And I'm going to read it in a Minnesota accent the best I can. <laughs> All right. This Apologize is, to those from Minnesota. This one is posted also, both of mine were from IMDb. This is Sir Conrad's 18. This so-called movie is not entertainment. It is a vehicle used to offend Christians and their religious beliefs. <laughs> it is a very rude and offensive assault on Christianity, morals, and family values with its language and content. 
this so-called movie crosses well over the line. So they're not upset about, you know, some of the genuine things, like the really offensive no. parts of this movie. They're, 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 this person is offended because of the assault, because of what they were skewering. Right. Oh, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what you see in Twitter today. I mean, Twitter mm-hmm. and Facebook posts from these, from you know, from these, you know, super conservative politicians is they don't, they don't ever, they just complain that they're offended, mm-hmm. but they never actually, like, admit that that's how they are. Yeah. Oh, because oh, it's, it's all, it's all victimhood. It's, oh, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 all and I, I use that word performative to describe Becky's character. It, it's mm-hmm. performative victimhood is, is really yeah. what it is. Yeah. Topic I'm sure we could talk about for for hours. Oh, yeah. and However, yeah. that that's our other that's our other podcast. <laughs> let's, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about divisive American politics. Yeah. <laughs> for hours on end. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and now, folks, we reach the moment you've been waiting for. Our signature segment. The three, two, one, where Oz and I each share three goods, two bads, and one. Huh. About the movie we've been talking about, in this case, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oz, what are your three goods, my friend? My my first good is I love subtle yet very specific comedy tropes. And this movie was littered with them. Yeah. Movies like Napoleon Dynamite, to where they're, they're comedies if you're paying attention. They're comedies if you're listening or if you're watching. You know, but if you are, if you've just got this on in the background, this movie is going to be ineffectual for you. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, and even though Napoleon Dynamite, which I just, you know, cross reference, is not a, it, it's not a documentary or mockumentary by any means, but it still is like, uh, you know, like, like I said, the attention to detail on what, like, of what, like, rural Minnesota life was like and uh, peppering that in here. And, and Napoleon Dynamite did the same thing with what life was like in Idaho. It's just, you know, it's, and I just, I love it. I just love that. We're not going to play this up like a laugh track. We're not going to pause and wait for our audience to laugh, you know, or whatever. We're just going to deliver the fun. And if you get it, awesome. That means you're our target. And if you missed it, well, here's Will Sasso. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's my first one. My second one is, uh, you know, Amy Adams' performance. Just, I mean, so many of them were funny, but I'm like, this is like her first thing. Like she was nobody yeah. yet, and she still is just charming and perfect, and just nailed the character. And I saw somebody write a review and, and letterbox that was like, you know, even in a fictitious world, Amy Adams can't win the award. You know, like it's just like, what are we waiting for, Academy? <laughs> Give this woman an Oscar. Um, but no, mm-hmm. she she was awesome in her role, uh, much like Brittany Murphy stealing her scenes. Amy Adams stole yep. hers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it just. It, it would have been fun, you know, to be like, if that's where you fell in love with Amy, Ad- Amy Adams as, as a performer, and then to watch her career grow, you'd be like, it wouldn't surprise you at all. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, three, uh, I like that this movie, and I'm making another movie comparison here, I like that this movie glorifies and pokes fun at the same subject matter. Uh, Bring It On did the same thing mm-hmm. with, with Cheerleading. I felt Bring It On when it came out was like a perfect movie where you didn't, I felt like you didn't have, you didn't have a fan or like a a demographic you didn't satisfy. If you hated cheerleading, you loved Bring It On. If you loved cheerleading, you loved Bring It On. And so I felt this, this movie played that a lot with pageantry as well. Like, 
if you're not a fan of, of beauty pageants, you would have had you would have found this movie so funny and and poignant and on spot. And if you were a product of beauty pageants, you would have this would have been a comfort zone for yeah. you. Have been like, yep, it's exactly how things are like. Uh, and so, um, and especially knowing that the the screenwriter was a former beauty pageant contestant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, those are my three goods. I yep. just, I just thought yeah. they did such a good job. Yeah, just adding to yours really quick. This, in some ways, this movie it it kind of reminds me of King of the Hill in some ways. The TV show, mm-hmm. it's not just because of Brittany Murphy, uh, but it's kind of going back to what you said. Uh, kind of you put put into my own language, like a movie that can it can celebrate you know, the, the positive healthy aspects of, of a practice or a culture or, or like, you know, like, like a region, but while also poking fun at it at the same time, like in King of the Hill, you know, they like, I mean, you, you know, pretty early, like who Hank Hill is and kind of what he stands for and where his moral compass is and things like that. However, despite the fact that you might disagree with like his, like his politics or things like that, he's a good person. He helps, he helps his neighbors. He's a good dad. He's a good husband. He works hard. Um, and it celebrates all the positive things about, you know, in, in the King of the Hill lens, you know, like sort of that like Texan culture while also poking fun at at uh, at, at the things that obviously it, it's lesser that than it also. So it's yeah, I, I got that very similar vibe from this movie. All right. My three goods. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of sight gags. <coughs> so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of health of, of fun sight gags. And this movie is shocked full of sight gags oh yeah you know whether it be uh, you know the beer can fused to the hand or <laughs> right or alice and janney you know wh- while the news report is covering all these girls puking at the state contest alice and janney in the background is is emerging from a hotel room with with, <laughs> right. with, with a boy with a man who's with, probably with, t- with, 10 years younger than her yeah with <laughs> the, that bartender the, the, bar, the bartender that she was throwing olives in, in the mouth and yeah you know, just you know things like that uh yeah just just fun throwaway sight gags that that don't yeah, that don't necessarily do anything to the plot, but just you, right. sprink, you sprinkle them in and you do quick, you know, quick here or there, and it just adds to the fun. Uh, so yeah, sight gags are, are my first. Uh, my second would be just, um, you know, you singled out Amy Adams. Um, I'm going to just mention a couple of, just in some of the other individual performances. Uh, I couldn't narrow down, so I'm just going to mention three names here. Brittany Murphy, Ellen Barkin, and Allison Janney are all mm-hmm. hysterical just oh, yeah. hysterical in this movie. I, I mentioned Brittany Murphy before, but Ellen Barkin and Allison Janney, like you, they they nail their character so well. Like I would have believed that they lived in trailers two two yeah. doors down from me. From oh each yeah, other. I'd love I mean, to. I'd love again, to see like a sitcom with those two. Yeah, like reprise, was, reprising was, their character. Just run with it. Like every time you saw their characters on screen, I found myself leaning forward more just because I, mm-hmm. I anticipated laughing and every, and they didn't disappoint every time they're on no, screen. No, they're their energy, great. their energy and and just their, they just work so well together. Yeah, and just like how you know Am, the Amber and Annette characters had had a had a for the most part healthy mother daughter relationship. You know Loretta and Annette, and even Loretta and Amber also had very healthy relationships as well. And and you know, they they had their quirks and they had their things, but you know mm-hmm. for 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 the most part th- these are good and you know good you know good yeah. people with, with right. a good good moral compass and uh and and they enjoy each other's company and they take care of each other. Right. Uh, my my last good would just simply be, uh, and I won't go into detail on this. We've kind of peppered some of this in throughout. Just some of the skewering of uh, kind of like nationalism, and uh, you know, like 
early in the movie when uh, they're in the Mall of America, par America parking lot, Kirstie Alley's tr she's trying to brainstorm like this year's theme and like all the oh, themes yeah. in the past had the word America <laughs> in it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's you know it's it's I don't know I get bothered by people who. I keep using the word performative, but it's like a performative demonstration of patriotism. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm I, with I, you. I can out-patriotism can out -patriotism you because my flag is bigger than yours. Or because right. I use the word America more than yours. I don't get it. Yeah. I just, I've never understood it. And so, I I, I don't know. I, I enjoy it when when that that practice is is called out and made fun of yeah. and i really enjoyed it in this movie so oz despite the fact that this movie has many goods there are some glaring bads oz or what, yes. what are your two bads for this movie uh i'm gonna steal uh i don't know if i'm, I'm probably stealing it from your list I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't don't be afraid of stealing anything from me <laughs> let's let's get rid of will sasso's character completely uh um, please please he just he there's no there's no purpose in his character other than just for just moronic imbecile people watching this movie to laugh at mm -hmm. um you know and screenwriters and you guys could do better you've done better you do better you you are better than this and so yeah. to throw this low-hanging fruit in there just to get a few more butts in the seats um it's i don't know it's like if if this is what you find funny um, then I don't want to share movie theater with you. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like so, the, was it the, the Mickey Rooney character in Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah. Yeah. Like, just, but it's even not then, necessary. No, even then, like, you, it's just, that character's not necessary. You know, there's a big push right now in, in Hollywood, and it's understandable, you know, of, um, you know, we need to cast, we need to cast people in yeah. roles that are fitting for their, uh, you know, fitting for their oh, orientation or racial yeah. background or whatever. And I get that. I get that, you know. Um, you know, even Tom Hanks came out recently and said that if they were to make Philadelphia today, he shouldn't play that character because... Mm -hmm. And he goes, and I shouldn't play that character. You know, like, you should have a gay man playing that character. Um, yeah. But even there's... No, this character just shouldn't even be there. Like... Yeah. I don't care that it's Will Sasso playing it. I don't want to see anyone playing this character. Mm. It would be even worse if you actually cast a, you know, a mentally disabled person to play this character. Um, and so, yeah, that's my first bad. It's just get rid of Will Sasso's character. Well, it's it's kind of like, you know, you can, I don't know if I say get away with, but like, you know, the, the other, some of the other characters, like particularly like the Lehman family and some of the townspeople, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I it I kind of reflected back on Blazing Saddles, like like how 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 did that movie toe that line between using this awful language and these, um, and 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 like and, and establishing these people and it's, it's because, these people like they're bad people like they're yeah they're they they are right. racists like like yeah they're, they're, they're not ignorant they're, and and we talked about that in the Blazing Saddles yeah. episode is that you know all the Johnsons of Rock Ridge they were just ignorant people, they yeah. weren't they they had they weren't bad people they just didn't know any better whereas you know this you know the the like the lehman family and and others in town like they're just awful people like yeah they're i mean you feel like well let's let's look at the johnsons okay you know the johnsons are rock ridge yes they use the n-word um to describe you know the sheriff 
But these are the same people that let clearly I can't obviously his last name is Johnson. Like the the like the homeless, you know, you look like the homeless guy that was like staying on the top. Like they accepted him in their yeah. community. So they they weren't casting off all things different. This was just something so foreign to to Rock Ridge that mm-hmm. they didn't know how to act until they brought him in and realized that an individual level he's a person. He's not a caricature of of his background. Um, whereas like the Lehman's, especially, you know, you know, Mr. Lehman, no, th- no one was safe from his, from his racist mm-hmm. wrath. No one was safe from his bigotry and, and just yeah. awfulness. And so I think for me, at least that's the difference is, is that there. So mm-hmm. yeah, get rid of, and then my second bad is, you know, this movie's now 25 years old. Um, and I'll admit I pay a lot more attention now than I did one yeah. year after I graduated high school. I didn't realize I, I was not a churchgoer growing up, um, you know, and so I and I wasn't surrounded by churchgoers growing up. Um, I just didn't realize even then, like just how gross your quote unquote Christian values were even mm-hmm. back in the even back then. Like, you know, it's just you get to a point where you almost kind of look around and you're like, yeesh. And it yeah. just keeps like <clears throat> manifesting and, and ugh, it's just gross. Well, and it's, you know, and it's, and this, and I don't, I don't want any listeners to confuse us, you know, with, with like bashing Christianity or bashing no, Christians no, no, no. themselves. It's, Absolutely it's when, not. It's when the belief system is, in, is imposed on, on others in practice. Yeah. And it's, you know, if you're, you, you know, you can believe what you want to believe and that's, great but when those yeah. when those beliefs turn into a practice that creates you know like you know power differences and inclusionary differences like that right. that's when it crosses the line yeah and and it's and it's and when they happen so blatantly that they're no longer abiding by the christian values yeah, yeah. you know to where like you've adopted your own definition of i'm better than you because i'm like well that goes that flies in the face of everything yeah <laughs> That you supposedly believe in, mm-hmm. and yet, and then here we are in 2022. You know, what's the no pun no pun intended staring down the barrel of yeah. of of mm-hmm. this problem. Yep. What's what's the uh, I'll I'll completely butcher the quote or the the Bible verse, but like you know that was at the rich man has a better chance of passing through the eye of the needle than getting than going to heaven. So yeah, you know, just it's okay to have your belief system. Just, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, all right, so my two bads, bads, my bads, Oz. Um, I felt that there was. It, it, by the by, the way, yeah, those were big glaring ones on my list as well. <laughs> so, I figured they yeah, were. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why I said like it's okay. Like you're not you're not stealing yeah. from me. <laughs> um, as far as the film itself, uh, I felt that like the 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 pacing was a little off. Mm-hmm. And as yes. I was thinking about like like what made the pacing off, it's because there was too many contestants. Yeah. Like there were especially early to the mid part of the film, there was there was just they could have eliminated a couple of the contestants and given that time to focus a little bit you know, a little bit more on, on Amber and Becky yeah. and, and the other leads. You know, and like, it would have been okay to even have the contestants but just not showcase them as yeah. much as they did. Yeah, like you didn't need to know about like like Molly or like Michelle the theater girl or Tess the dog right. lover. Like right. you know, like pick one of them and that's fine. Yeah. As like the other contestant, but you don't need like five others who are just right. sort of there and need their own backstory. 
Uh, my other bad would be uh, just the the national sequence at the end seemed kind of tacked on. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I felt like it it could have just ended at the end of the like as as they right. gave. You know, maybe at the state level, but I don't even know about that. Like, it could have just ended after cut out. Yeah, cut out the after, national thing after and then, after Becky blew up. <laughs> well, you know, it's like I understood. You know, if you wanted to throw the the Gladys escape from prison, yeah. to give her her Diane Sawyer moment. But yeah, the whole the the whole national, or you know, like that. You're right. That whole scene, like they all show up, the place is closed, and then they leave. Like it just. It was like, ten minutes of yeah. Nothing. I, I think the filmmakers are like, we're gonna bring down big corporations with this statement. Oh, yeah. like, oh okay, okay, okay. That's I see what you were trying to do there, but nah. Could have ended that a little earlier. Yeah. So those, those are my two bads. Too too many contestants impacted the pacing, and then the, the tacked on sequences at the end. Yeah. All right. So Oz, what's your one? Huh. All right. Was Gladys doing all the killing, or was Rebecca in on some of it? I. I don't know. I always I was under the impression it was Gladys. You you think you think Becky I, was in on it? I I don't know. See, she flirted with with the football guy, and then he gets shot between the eyes that night. By you know, and then the next time we see Becky, she's holding a shotgun or a rifle. I can't tell the difference. She's holding a rifle because she's now the new head of the the Lutheran <laughs> Girls Gun Club. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, so it's like uh, all this jockeying to be the best. You just wonder, like, I, did she, <coughs> does she have anything to do? My other hun, this is a little side one. Why, like, nobody ever gets upset in this movie. Like, contestant whatever gets blown up on a tractor, full speed ahead. Mm -hmm. Amber, Amber's like crush gets killed, and she's got to put makeup on his head. Oh, she seems fine full speed ahead yeah you know girl gets gets a can dropped on you know gets a light dropped on her head and dress rehearsals it's fine full speed ahead like mm -hmm. yeah you know it's like like nobody in the community was like huh and i think i mean it was obviously a statement trying to be made but yeah same time like nobody nobody paused to be like uh should we? I mean, they even had a couple little cutaways to the police that were like, eh, yeah, you know, yeah she, she was. I was like, well, she was smoking before she got on that tractor, so right, <laughs> she yeah. was smoking, you know, smoking like, and driving. <laughs> it's like, it just you know, but I mean, that was my, my first one was like, I just I couldn't tell even at the end, you know, when Gladys accidentally blew up Becky, that it was like, was Becky in on any of it? Because she, I could easily see her being just cold and calculated. Because she was pretty yeah. robotic the whole movie anyway, but so but that was my hunt was was Gladys doing this alone or was Becky, you know, was she pulling the trigger on something too? Mm -hmm. How about you? What's your huh? Uh, my huh? How old was Gladys when she had Becky? At the risk of sounding judgmental, and not that there's anything wrong with this, but Gladys indicated that she she was the past pageant winner, and like, yeah. the pageant is for seventeen year olds. And as she was emceeing, she said that 17 years ago, I was I was the reigning pageant winner. So was Gladys <laughs> probably 17? And again, it's, she, and I'm and I'm not saying that to you know to shame right. teen moms. No, but no, again, I the, know what you in mean. In the context, in the context of this incredibly conservative, you know, 
Christian town, you'd think that that would be more of a thing, and that Gladys you, wouldn't be celebrated the way she is. Uh, but they they have money. Yes, and money so, money trumps yeah. all. Right. <laughs> so it's like, but look at but look at the impact they have in the community, and yeah. and and because she rose above it. Mm-hmm. You know, if Annette has Amber at a young age and then they grow up in a trailer park, well, then that's what caused it. Yeah. You messed up your life. But because, you know, Gladys gets pregnant at a young age and then they, he, you know, probably from an older guy and they run a furniture store, you know, it's like, oh, that's we that's water under the bridge. We see it happen all the time. I they'll get I they'll think, get married. They were bound to be together. We'll make oh, some it bars. Happens. We see it happen very. It happens very often down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, but it's like as as long as you don't talk about it, because you know you don't talk about age. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't talk about age. And as long as you kind of keep it quiet, to where as long as it doesn't get out, then nobody's going to care. You know, just don't let it weigh you down. Yeah. Yeah, it, it happens. It's unfortunate, but it happens. Yep, so folks, that was 1999's Drop Ooh. Dead Gorgeous kicking off Mockumentary Month here. Yeah, it is. So, Oz, what do we got in store for next oh, week? Oh, next week have we got a doozy. We are going <laughs> to fast forward to 2014 uh, to a man who's super hot right now, uh, Taika Watiti of taika he's got a move taika he's got a movie coming out next he's got a movie coming out this weekend thor love and thunder which i've heard excellent reviews for i heard that it gets it's just as good as ragnarok but gets rid of like the 20 percent marvel stuffiness (laughs) and just lets him go full taika (laughs) <laughs> i've read a couple of things today and at the time of this recording we're on the eve of uh yeah. Thor: love and thunder being released uh, i read a couple of things today that were kind of poking hole like the plot's too thin the plot's too thin like the plot ah, ragnarok was, pr- was pretty thin too very fun. thin yeah yeah and uh Although there and was they were fun. singing singing the praises of christian bale Oh well, and how could you not? Like the dude gives yeah. he gives his full effort to everything. I read that he hasn't been this jack since Batman, which he hasn't <laughs> needed to be this jack since Batman. So, um, but I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing this movie. <laughs> Got to return some videotapes. <laughs> but anyway, we are going to go to 2014 Taika Waititi, Jemaine Clement, written and directed <laughs> movie, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, Jemaine uh, Clement. Oh, he's so good. I'm so excited for you to see this movie. Uh, I'm looking at the cover of the, or like the poster, and uh, you know how they put like movie, like uh, little snippets from reviews on Mm -hmm. on a poster? They have one, two, three, four, five, six. They've got uh, uh, 12 here. They have 12 little blurbs from different different reviews of the movie, and they all just have the word hilarious in quotes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from different reviews yeah uh but no we're gonna be watching what we do in the shadows a mockumentary about uh what vampires do when they're not vamping uh we have viago deacon and vladislav are vampires who are struggling with the mundane aspects of modern life like paying rent keeping up with the <laughs> chore wheel and trying to get into nightclubs and the overcoming flatmate conflicts and it is delightful 
Uh, I have seen it a number of times. This is your first viewing? It will be. Oh, it'll, are be, you... it'll be my first viewing. Oh. oh, I am very, very, very looking forward to talking about it next week. Uh, and it is the inspiration for the FX show, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, featuring the consistently great Matt Barry. Uh, did you start watching that show? I have, said? yeah. Okay. I, th- I think I'm so in season you... two right now, yeah, but it's, okay. it's great. I think I'm in season four. So you've got a taste of what, yes, yeah. So it's it's basically the same thing. It's it, but it's with a different cast, um, you know. And it's the original. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, so that's what we're going to be watching uh, for next week. What we do in the shadows. Uh, that we're halfway through July already. I know. Um, it's nuts. Uh, this is episode thirty six. We're on on the road to thirty thousand. And we are, shall, shall we unveil the news? You and I each are now new members of the Chicago Indie Critics Association. I know, right? That's, that's, that's kind that's, of exciting. That's big news for us. That's so, status. Uh, that's power yeah. and status. The two things I've always I've always <laughs> been, been after my entire life. Power <laughs> right. and status. Right. I am someone. <laughs> Listen up, Dad. I'm finally someone. That's right. <laughs> He's an affiliate <laughs> member of the CIC. <laughs> <laughs> and so, no, uh, actually, come through our Patreon subscriber, Don S., who is one of the founders Yay! of the Chicago Indie Critics Association. Thank you, Don. Genuinely, and thanks. So, yes, and uh, we greatly appreciate it, and we are both looking forward to it. Uh, we thought we'd have to play with Side the Window, because you were the only one of the two of us in the Chicago area. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess they just love us so much that they're like, I know. We're extend our borders, and we're gonna let it's, it's, gonna t- let it's Oz time in. we include the whole state. That's right, downstate Oz. You're part of it now. So <laughs> it's the it's Cook and the Collar counties, and then your county, right? Which is gonna be interesting because it's like I paid my dues this morning, so I'm all up to par. Paid my dues this morning, and I was reading like the bylaws, and I'm like, okay, you know, access to like pre screenings for review purposes. Well, I'm not driving all the way to Chicago to do that. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you got to attend uh, two meetings in person a year. And I'm like, okay, so that's going to be gas money. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is uh, this, Don S., if you're listening, this is this is already shaping up to be a one-sided beneficial program here. So uh, unless, those, <laughs> unless those screeners start showing up in my inbox, uh, I'm just going to keep sending them my money each year and... Uh, and hope that hope that the rewards come. Hope the rewards come in more downloads to our podcast. So yes, we are now affiliate members of the Chicago Indie Critics Association. Uh, so if you are a follower of those guys, and maybe some of those guys will become followers of us, and we'll just start networking, and this will be fun. So I like mm-hmm. talking about movies. So, all right, you got anything to to uh, to share before we send off for the for the week? No, I'm good to go, sir. All right, so, well, this is episode 36, Drop Dead Gorgeous. We'll be back next week uh, with episode 37. We'll be doing The Shadows. Of course, you can find us on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on your favorite social media channels. You can also watch our beautiful faces on YouTube if you so wish to do so. You can find uh, us watching the-, the hot dogs rotate at your local bodega. <laughs> you can do that as well. Uh, we are the people responsible for the Bodega Cats Instagram channel. No, we're not. <laughs> we're, not <laughs> we're not those people. So, all right. But for another week of Let's Talk About Flicks, I'm Oz. I'm Curtis. And we will catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs> flippity flip. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>